It is a kit that you can carry with you and repair the sidewall of your tire. And you can do that without removing the tire from the rim or the wheel from the vehicle. Um, it can be done all in about five or 10 minutes, depending on how quickly you do it. And then you can be back up and riding. Um, not approved for on-road use. Also not advertised ever as a permanent fix. It's meant to get you back to a safe place. This interview episode is brought to you by the Jeep Talk Show. You know, you can advertise on our interview episodes and it's a cheap, effective way to reach a near 100% Jeep owner audience. Some of them own more than one Jeep. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and contact us today. Hi, I'm Tony, and welcome to the Jeep Talk Show, the talk show where we talk about all things Jeep, from trail riding to overlanding and everything in between. Every Friday, we have an interview with a new and exciting guest. Sometimes they have products you can need for your Jeep. Sometimes they just have a great story to share. So sit back, grab a cold one, and get ready for another great guest right here on the Jeep Talk Show. Are you ready? It's time for the Jeep Talk Show with hosts Tony, Josh, Wendy, and Chuck. Well, here at Studio A in Southeast Texas, we're facing potential flooding for the first three days of next week. This right after the 18 degrees we just faced. Yeah, I know. Everybody's screaming the negative 35 and the negative 5 and all the rest of this stuff. Hell, uh, <laughs> I hear it's going to be pretty uh, pretty uh, nippy at uh, the Winterfest uh, this uh, this coming Saturday. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, that doesn't matter. And what matters is what, it, what, it, what the temperature was here for me. That's Just write this down. The most important thing is me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it got down to, I think, uh, I don't know what the official low was, but I have one of those little devices that uh, uh, attaches into the Echo. You know, you can't mention the name, otherwise triggers go off. Uh, and uh, that little device hanging on the tree in the backyard uh, said it got down to 18.1 degrees, which was, uh, I think it was a little bit lower than what it was showing uh, for for this area. Uh, but nonetheless, it was damn cold. We didn't have any freezing of pipes this time, which is which is good. But uh, it's so funny. Uh, it, it almost seems like this is, uh, I, I don't know, I expect Moses to show up or something with the multiple plagues. Uh, because uh, now we're looking at uh, getting a, a lot of rain uh, coming up next week. We're not talking tropical scale rainfall, 12 to 18 inches, just 2 to 5 inches. Honestly, I think it's just an opportunity for the local news to gain more eyeballs. Uh, yeah, you northerners, uh, northeasters make fun of us when we have uh, winter weather. But how are you with deep water so many places around you? Now, I don't want to give you any kind of uh, any thought in your head that when we get to 12 to 18 inches of rain, that it's flooding everywhere. No, it, it's low-lying places under overpasses, uh, you know, because they always dip underneath the overpasses. I don't know why they did that in this area because, it, you know, that, it can get 20 feet deep in those places. Um, but, uh, so, so I think we have to contend with a few things that you guys don't have to contend with, but just like you, we've gone through it multiple times and it's like, it's no big deal. It's just what you do. So, uh, anyway, I give you a little bit of insight here on what we go through, uh, occasionally. And really one of the reasons why I, uh, I got a Jeep initially, other than just the, the desire to have a Jeep. So I just watched a special breaking news alert. Oh, my God, we're all going to die broadcast. <laughs> they worked in uh, the, the the typical thing they say, uh, turn around, don't drown. Now, I think we've all seen YouTube videos where people were traveling through some sort of fast moving water and were either happy they made it or wondered if they'd be parting out that vehicle's parts if they find it later, later down the road or the stream uh i have uh, traveled through high water up to two feet uh, maybe perhaps a little bit more uh to get to work or get home now i did this in the the cherokee the xj i have not done it uh in the in the gladiator yet uh notice i said yet uh because you know you got to get to work and you got to get home especially you have to get home so who wants to and, and just by the way it always seems like that's when the rain really uh collects uh is while you're at work and then you know it's like am i going to be able to get home type thing uh, and I'll tell you this, I've gotten home many times because I had a lifted Jeep. Uh, I think the XJ, I have to go measure it, but I think the XJ has a good two foot of clearance uh, from the ground to the, the bottom of the, uh, uh, not body, the, well, you, the place where you sit. I mean, I've never uh, got water inside the, the XJ. 
So uh, that's why I say it may have been a little over two feet. But uh, so I have a little room in there between that uh, that the bottom and where I would actually get water in there, especially if the water wasn't uh, uh, you know like halfway up the door. So uh, no, I, I've never gone through super high water. But I tell you what. Uh, you you get really excited, at least I do, whenever you're going through water that's so deep uh, that you can see the wake out in front of your in the wake in front of your jeep, you know, where you're pushing the water. It's 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 a little scary, uh, even with a snorkel, uh, because uh, uh, I've never uh, run all the lines and stuff. The the water the, the deep water happens so infrequently, and I have no plans on purposely going through high water off on the trails and type stuff. So. Um, I've never uh, run the, the, the lines so that uh, they're all going to the snorkel. Uh, my thought was is that uh, that's a lot of work. <laughs> I really want to do it. <laughs> well, of course, I want to do it. I just don't want to do it. Anyway, so uh, I'm just curious. Uh, my question for you is, uh, do you turn around or do you go through? Uh, maybe you did go through and wish you hadn't. Reach out to us uh, by going to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact. Oh, and if you just think anybody that goes through water at all that, that you can't see where you're going, uh, you let us know. You know, it's it's fine to say that you're crazy for doing that. Uh, absolutely. But I, I hope there's a story that goes along with it, and it's not just um, an unfounded fear of yours. Oh, I will say this. The bridges is what concerned me the most. Because uh, although um, I, I think it would require quite a bit of water flow to take out a bridge, you never know what the, the, the state of the, uh, the, the bridge is that, you, that you're on. It could have been getting ready to crumble any day. <laughs> and it just did when it was, uh, uh, had water over it and you really can't see uh, the bridge. I know that has to be a lot of water, but if you're traveling at night and there's water uh, over the bridge, which I've done this, there's a, a little local bridge that's uh it's, it's not super old but you can tell that this by the design it's it's not real old and uh, normally i will not go through fast moving water but this has uh, nice <laughs> nice big things on either side of it that i think would keep the uh keep from sweeping the jeep off the bridge and uh, uh it was a little unnerving i do remember um we had a uh uh, was it not Ike? I can't remember what it was. Uh, starts with an H. Harvey. Uh, we had uh, hurricane, hurricane, the remnants of Hurricane Harvey that wouldn't leave, and uh, the water actually got above that bridge. And I was heading into work, and uh, I went across that bridge, and I, I didn't think anything of it. it, it you could tell it was uh, the the water was moving pretty good. I didn't think anything of it, and the jeep moved a little bit sideways uh, as I was going across. I didn't go across fast. I went across slow, uh, and uh, yeah, that was not something. Um, it's not something I'd want to do again. Uh, it's, it's, it's a unnerving feeling, uh, if you're not in mud or ice or snow <laughs> to move sideways simply because the water is, uh, is pushing on your, your wheels because the water wasn't high enough for it to be pushing on the body of the Jeep. Anyway, if you've had similar situations or, or you've, uh, you know of a situation where it was just not a good idea, uh, share it with us. And uh, just I officially, for liability reasons, do not say uh, or, or say do not cross through deep water. That includes you, Rick Aquaman. On episode 149 of the Jeep Talk Show, we interviewed a Jeep Cherokee owner named Kyle. So we're driving around there looking for a parking space, and we just see him parked there, and I was like, are you serious? The diagonally parked Corvette owner, just feet from the restaurant's entrance, took up two parking places. I see what Jeep owner probably would have done. I mean, I was just like, okay, screw it. I'm just going to park on the curb. The story was covered well in the news, but there was more to the story. Well, I mean, I never told any reporter this. I was driving, he comes in the opposite direction. You don't know what you've missed unless you go back and listen. I don't know if you guys remember that thing. It was amazing, and it was really cool that we were able to, to contact Kyle uh, to do the interview. Uh, really, a really cool guy. He, he drove a, a Cherokee, an XJ. He may still have it. Uh, I'll have to try to reach out to him and see if there's uh, more to the story. But it was a national news story um, that uh, got picked up. It wasn't anything like uh, any major thing other than uh, just the frustration that a lot of us have when somebody uh, takes up two parking spots because their vehicle is so important. And you can't risk uh, having it damaged by uh, by people opening the door up on it. I understand. I don't like it either. Uh, in fact, a lot of the reasons why I have sliders on on uh, all the Jeeps is uh, unless they're in a lifted vehicle, that that door ain't hitting the the side of the vehicle. It's it's hitting those sliders because uh, they all the sliders uh, that we have stick out. And it's it's funny to to see the dings on the sliders. 
that you can just touch up with a little bit of uh, spray paint, but you ain't touching up that door that hit it <laughs> with a can of spray paint. Spray paint. Oh, I guess you can, but it's not going to look very good. Uh, and, this, and that's a, a good shout out to all you dumbasses out there to just sling that door open and don't care about somebody else's vehicle. You should have your ass beat. From around the world. Or from your city. And sometimes just down the street. Howdy, neighbor. It's the Jeep Talk Show interview. Hi, boys and girls. It's time for another Jeep Talk Show interview. And tonight we're going to be talking with Andy. Andy started Glue Tread with his dad, Dave, in 2018. Both Andy and Dave uh, have enjoyed off-roading and power sports their entire lives. Since starting Glue Tread, they have worked together to provide innovative tire repair solutions for the off-road community. Andy, the, the, the critical question here is, uh, how much has this cut into your actually off-roading stuff? I mean, are you still able to off-road or are you spending more time fixing tires now? Uh, significantly cut into my free time as a whole. Yes. <laughs> yeah, <bet. laughs> yeah, yeah, significantly. But, um, so for my dad, on the other hand, he is, um, he's retired, he retired and we actually started this after his retirement and he is actually probably doing more now than he ever was. He, uh, just finished the GNCC series. If you're familiar with that, he was racing ATVs, um, all along the East coast for the last couple of months and he was in the golden masters class which is 60 and over um so he's been spending a lot of time off-road recently so does, does that mean he's slacking at work and not uh, doing glue tread stuff because he's off having a good time and letting you uh, stay? he paid he paid his dues for sure <laughs> oh, okay. although uh although yeah now this year now that he's flown down and he's got some more free time since he's done racing he's starting to step back into it a little bit more and <laughs> spend, spend some more time on the glue tread stuff. For well, sure. well, what winter hits, uh, where are you located? I forget what area of the country you're in. Yeah. So I grew up in Ohio and that's where glue tread is based. I split my time now between Ohio and Montana. Um, I moved out here to Montana when I was starting glue tread. So now I'm kind of back and forth, but glue tread as a company and my dad and my family are all still back in Ohio. So I would think that at least during the winter months, he has to slow down a bit on the racing unless he's doing uh, uh, snow racing or ice racing, which, gosh, that yeah, sounds fun. No, that's exactly it. Yeah, he's, he's I forget, they, their first race is in, gosh, I think it's April maybe. They go down to Florida and they kind of, they go Florida and then Georgia and then a couple of the Carolinas and kind of follow the heat back up. Up north. So, so, so do you yeah, get? He's got some time. Do you get calls and say, "Hey, I'm I'm going to Florida. I'm going to need some spending money. So you need to get those sales up because <laughs> I need some money for Florida." <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. What are you no, doing over there, Andy? You need to get those. Those are rookie numbers. Get those numbers up. <laughs> yeah, step it up a bit. Yeah, for sure. No, he's he loves it. He'll go down there and he'll take gets out and talk to people at the races. You know, they set up. There's just campers and rvs everywhere and different you know dirt bikes and atvs and they actually do some electronic mountain bike the e-bikes races out there too. oh so, interesting anyway he takes he takes kits out there and he's talking to everybody and giving kits away he loves it so. um so do, is there a lot of tire damage at these things does he get really get so hey hey you know you need a solution for that i can i can help you out <laughs> yeah no totally there's a couple there's a couple guys that he's got some really good stories i, I wish i wish he was on here i'd love to talk through him but um got a several stories of people that used it on the race or one in particular, a pro rider that um, used it for like five or six races on one of his rear tires. Um, yeah. And ran the races with the patch on and my dad had given him the patch and got it repaired right before one of his races. There's some cool stories that come from it. For uh, sure. I bet. Uh, and it sounds very yeah. advantageous. So, so he's kind of in sales then. Oh yeah. He's, he's a salesman at heart. He, but he's done, you know, he has an engineering background. He also ran his own business, but he loves, you know, he always says to it's like the easiest sale ever. It's like here's a kit that fixes your side wall. There's nothing else that does it, you know. And uh, yeah, it's 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 an easy sale for sure. So, oh, especially with the price of tires. Now, um, I didn't start with what is glue tread, and there's going to be people sure. listening to the show that don't know what that is. And I, I started that way because we've spoken before. We did an interview uh, last yep. several months, so I know what glue yep. tread is now. But uh, for the for the listeners that don't know, could you tell us what glue tread is? Yeah, certainly. The, uh, the shortest version is it is a kit that you can carry with you and repair the sidewall of your tire. And you can do that without removing the tire from the rim or the wheel from the vehicle. 
Um, it can be done all in about five or 10 minutes, depending on how quickly you do it. And then you can be back up and riding. Um, not approved for on-road use. Also not advertised ever as a permanent fix. It's meant to get you back to a safe place where you can perform some kind of more sustainable repair or replace the tire. But uh, yeah, we have all kinds of stories of people treating it as a um, permanent fix. But again, not how it's marketed or intended. Well, you, well, you know how the kids are, especially those cheap ones that, that don't like the idea of spending thousands of dollars for tires because that's other money they could put up for other yeah. upgrades. <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna push <laughs> that envelope. Have you have yeah. you gotten any reports of people having uh, issues because they did uh, just use the patch uh, uh, that, against recommendations? That's a really good question. So we um, there are several people that I've spoken to that do use this patch um, as though it's a permanent repair and um, still off well on road tube, which is totally illegal and we don't ever recommend using these on road. But for the people that are using it off road as a permanent repair, what they'll often do um, one, one person in particular that comes to mind, he's uh, lives in the Sacramento area, runs the Rubicon a lot. And he will, uh, when a, when a patch comes off the tire, he's like, it'll happen eventually. You know, if I run it hard enough, I'll get a leak. If I get a leak, I repair it. If if the leak gets so bad that it's totally trash, he's like, I'll just take the whole patch off and patch it together and then keep rolling. So it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, if you're comfortable with uh, putting the patch on correctly and understand how it works, you know, that, that can save you and you can continue patching tires. I think that one guy in particular has like five or so patches on his vehicle um, at any given time. Just trying to, you know, avoid the inevitable of having to buy new tires someday. Right. And then the problem with uh, with the tires, and uh, we have a, uh, an email I'm going to read to you here coming up, and it and this was the problem the individual had because, uh, well, we can just get into it right now. He had two tires uh, that were uh, damaged, and his choice uh, was, in uh, his question to the Jeep talk show was, uh, can I get by with not having to replace all four tires? And, and glue tread was one of the things that he tried. Let me just read that to you. Uh, I, I warned you about this ahead of time. Uh, and yeah. I thought it was a great opportunity for because people are going to run into this, this situation. And you may have even uh, spoken with some people about this before. So anyway, uh, totally. n- new guys, rat bastard Will from Chicago here. Been listening to the show since I picked up my Jeep around two years ago. It's a 2004 LJ. So uh, he, he says, uh, I live in a tough neighborhood. And on uh, the Saturday before Christmas, someone went up and down the block slashing tires my jeep got hit twice in the sidewalls of two tires where the treads start glue tread didn't work so i don't know for sure that he's actually using the the glue tread product but that's what he called it so let's let's assume that he did oh and i don't think it makes any difference but he it's a 33 inch general grabber ats uh, that were damaged, and uh, so his question to to the Jeep Talk Show was, uh, "Can I do, do I can I I can't repair them? Uh, glue tread didn't work. Do I can I get away with not having to buy four new tires?" Now the question to you isn't, "Can he do that?" You're more than welcome to answer it. But do you have any sure. ideas as to why the glue tread didn't work based on the limited information we have here? Yeah, totally. So first of all, what a horrible Christmas gift! I know. Um, so that's unfortunate. Um, so with the little information that we have. From there, I'm going to assume that the damage was kind of on the shoulder of the tire between the sidewall and the tread. Because didn't he say that the, the damage was right where the tread started? Yeah. Is that kind of uh, how he phrased uh, it? Uh, let's see. Sidewalls yeah. of the two tires where the tread starts. So I would assume that means up high, you, you know, if you're yeah. depending on where the, the damage was. But if you're looking at the top of the tire, right there in that the smooth spot right before you get into the tread. That's my, my sure. guess. Sure. So the first thing. For anyone, if you have any trouble on your patch doesn't work or you're having trouble getting it to work or whatever, if you have cell phone service, you can call our 800 number and we'll pick up the phone and walk you through a repair. That is, that's like customer service is number one for us. You can also send us an email. Our email address is on our website. Like customer service is number one. We understand that this repair is not something that many people have done before ever. So we're trying to really increase the communal knowledge that surrounds this, this space. And the best way to do that is to talk to people individually. So first thing, if you ever have any trouble, call us, email us. We're like here to help anytime. Secondly, the biggest, I, you know, I can't say specifically, you know, what happened here. Obviously, all the information that you read is the only information that we have. One, one problem that we run into frequently when we find people who had problems with the, the kit, it's often um, just a matter of the instructions not being followed. 
correctly. Now, I take I'm sorry. a lot of responsibility. Yeah. Yes, that's the fail sign. <laughs> you guys have to follow the instructions. If it doesn't work, there it is. did you follow the instructions? <laughs> yeah, and I take partial responsibility for that. Our instructions right now are somewhat complicated. And we're actually printing new instructions this week that we've been working on for several months to make sure that we cover <laughs> we cover all the possible things we can, but do it in a more simple fashion. So I take some responsibility for that. I'm sorry that those are hard to follow at the moment. We're working on improving. That's well, this the first is thing. and this is the problem with technical people. They're not generally yeah. speaking aren't good instruction writers. Uh, you have to be a, a totally different type of animal to get the, the the idea in your head across to somebody. It's it's really difficult i mean i mean my dad and i put these instructions together and my dad's an engineer you know so he's a very technical guy mm -hmm. and so it's you know we like with any business especially in something we don't really have any path to follow no one's done this before we're learning a lot as we go and i'm sure more of that will come a lot come out in the rest of this podcast but um that's one of the things we're really trying to focus on is is improving our instructions so that they're easier to follow so that we have a higher success rate um way easier to say than to do but that's what we're working on so for, that's the first thing all the instructions second thing we have tons of videos online lots of good content there um <laughs> if you're gonna watch the videos online make sure you watch the videos that we put out there are lots of videos online oh, no. of other people putting out videos where the patch is put on incorrectly so notice that as well um so that's number two the other thing generally when you have problems in that shoulder area or right where the tread starts the first thing that comes to mind for me is um, insufficient prep work. Um, and that can be, um, if you have, so someone come, came up and stabbed, stabbed the tire, right? Slashed the tire. If they did that near the lug of a tire where it started, you have to sand that lug down, which is a tremendous amount of work. Now you can take a knife and cut part of it down and then sand it. You can also take a grinder and sand it. You can take, you know, orbital sand or whatever you want. There's lots of ways to sand that down. Um, but generally, we find most of the problems, well, well, yeah, most of the problems come from lacking prep work and making sure that the surface of the tire is sanded all the way down so it's a flat, um, flat surface where the patch in the tire can have solid rubber-to-rubber -rubber contact. So that would be my first guess. Um, the, second, the second thing, you know, is either using too much adhesive or using the adhesive and accelerator in the wrong sequence. Um, we have a lot of people that will put on a patch and be like, I used the whole tube of accelerator and it's, or the whole tube of adhesive and it still didn't work. Like, I needed, well, that's I needed it fast, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, there's too much adhesive. Um, the other thing is sometimes people will put the adhesive on and then spray the adhesive with accelerator and then put it on. That's also a no-go. All those things are outlined in the instructions, but again, those are hard to follow and we're working on improving that and so on. Um, I will say, so for this specific case, you know, um, whoever the fought, and I, I apologize, I didn't catch his name in the beginning, but, um, reach, give us a call and let us know what that actually looked like. And we're happy to walk you through it. We're also like, if the kit doesn't work, this goes for all of our products all the time. No questions asked. If it doesn't work, we'll refund your product and send you a new kit. Like that's just, it's really important to us to stand behind the product because we understand that it's a product that frankly, for a long time, people didn't believe would work no. because there is no way to fix a sidewall. Um, but so it's really important to us to to stand behind the product. So if you have a problem, let us know. We'll, we'll refund your product. We'll send you another kit, and then we'll walk you through how to, how to do the repair. So I just want to clarify yeah. something. You just said there is no way to fix a sidewall, but there is now. There used to be. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And that's that was, you know, everyone's even – the way this whole thing started was my dad damaged the sidewall on his ATV and he started by cutting the lugs off the ATV and trying to glue those lugs onto a tire that had a good sidewall because there was no way to fix the broke, the, the right. Right sidewall, right. right? That's how the whole thing started. So it's like everyone's approach. You've always been taught that you can't fix a sidewall. Well, you can, it's not something that we would recommend that you do permanently or use on the road, but it is something that you can do if you need to, you know, get back to safety or get back to pavement or whatever that might be. Mm -hmm. and, and I want to make sure that's clear to people that this is something that you use trail damage and you need to get it back. You know, maybe you're one of those uh, people that has uh, has the tramp stamp on the back of your TJ or your 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 JK or JL and you don't have a spare tire anymore. What are you going to do? Uh, are you going to wait and right. ask around or are you going to fix the tire, <laughs> air it up and, and get back to uh, back to camp? So uh, that that's the focus for this this product. 
not using it for for 15 years on the trail and certainly not for driving on the highway or road and that's the other thing i want to bring up it sounds like if he was if if the listener was parked on the road chances are if he was to patch the tire it would then be used on the road unless he was maybe trailered on the road or something like that so I want to just emphasize again, no matter what you read on Amazon reviews or anything like that, like we had a recent Amazon review where someone, and you can go on and read this, someone said they used, they put, they put it on, I think it was a Kia and ran it for 10,000 miles. Like, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> that, that it's cool. It's cool to hear. It's great that it worked out for you. Yeah, I mean, you have a product that exceeds the, 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 the requirement of what you were making it for, which is wonderful. Totally. Totally. And, and. You know, and I'm really glad that, that person had such great success. And they're not dead now. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. It's don't die. <laughs> all of our packaging, all of our advertising, everything says off-road use only. So just being very clear there. Yeah. So if you had, uh, if you were repairing one tire and it was on, like, say you're in the United States and we all drive on the right side of the road, could you uh, keep one of that one tire off the road, like on the shoulder, while you're driving down the highway, and and, and meet that, that off road requirement? An interesting loophole. <laughs> you might have an interesting loophole there. You might get pulled over for something else. But they won't. They won't Andy's going. Why office. the hell did I agree to do this interview? <laughs> oh, no, that's a good. One. I haven't heard that one yet. I, I might use that. Oh, that's I come good. up with crazy stuff all the time, so it freaks people out. So, um, okay, so again, we can't uh, tell you exactly why it was Richard uh, that. Uh, wrote into us uh we can't yeah. tell you exactly wh- why the glue tread wouldn't work but uh, uh andrew feels comfortable here saying that it probably was prep uh, or maybe some stuff that you didn't uh, didn't do to get it on there however it might be a good thing because as he pointed out you're probably going to drive this thing on the road and you and from a safety standpoint you don't want to do that now if you were just getting it uh getting it done maybe to get down to the the tire shop this is me saying it not andy uh, but, you know, maybe that would get you down to the tire shop so you could have those tires replaced if you didn't have two spare tires, which, you know, who does? Um, so uh, that that might be a way from from uh, from the way I would look at it for my, myself personally. I, would, I think I would tr- trust it to drive a couple of miles down to, to get the, the tires replaced. But it's not an off-road thing, although people do use it uh, on-road with its success so you were mentioning the the gentleman that uh, did a lot of tire repairs uh, the, the patch falls off eventually and then he just repatches it uh, i don't know if sure. you if you have this this figure in your head uh, but i think this would be a good thing for people to understand about what does it cost to put a patch on the tire that's a good question i mean our the kit that we sell the most of is actually the external patch kit and that that kit has four patches and it costs, uh, it's like $23. So what's that? If it's $24, it'd be $6 a patch. Um, you know, it, it depends, but I mean, you can cut, there's three inch patches and you can cut those in half. I guess you could do even more. Um, depends a lot on the size of the damage and what patch you end up using and all that. Um, well, I mean, if we, if we said six bucks, uh, that would be, yeah. that would be the conservative, uh, the high end of what it would cost you to patch a tire. And, uh, yeah. So, so I mean, six bucks or less, depending on how small you go. I would assume that in the yeah. instructions, it tells you uh, how much patch uh, you need for a certain size uh, injury, if yeah. you will. Yeah, we try to we try to have at least a half inch of um, of coverage that you know. So say say the patch or say the damage is two inches, we'd like to have at least a half inch on either side of that. Cut, right. You know, so that would put us in a three inch patch for a two inch gash. Um, that's in a perfect world, you know, um, but, uh, yeah, yeah. Generally more border is better. You just want to have as much of that patch anchoring the rest of the patch to the tire as possible. But we try to, we try to recommend at least a half inch around. Is there a a certain PSI, uh, limit, uh, to, I mean, I I don't know a lot about the tires, but I would think that some tires have a higher uh, PSA for, uh, for on or off-road use and that the the patch has a limit to how many, how many PSI the tire can, uh, handle. It's, yeah, it's, it's very dependent on the severity of the damage, the type of damage and how well the patch is put on. So, you know, if you think about there's two, there's really say, two types of damage you can have on the tire. One can be radial um, and, and or axial, so it can go pretty much with the cords or perpendicular to the cords. Um, generally, if you have a 
uh, damage that is perpendicular to the cords. So say you, you cut, you know, you cut across the cords, um, you know, that hold the side of the tire together. What will happen is that tire, that patch will eventually ball bulge. Then you've got like a two or three inch gash there that, um, that, that, that'd be axial. Um, um, that can bulge and that just, and then it just starts depending on, you know, that'll start bulging. It could, you could probably notice something small. I don't know. It's very dependent on the tire and a lot of stuff, but say around 10 PSI, you'll notice a bulge, but it's not going to give, you know, but generally we say to keep it under 40 PSI, which is really high. You know, obviously if you're, you won't even take it that high if you're doing anything off road. Right. Um, but, um, you know, the axial, the, the radial, radial damage is a lot easier because you don't, you don't cut across those cords. So that it will, it might bulge a little bit, but not as much. Um, so that's preferable, but, but all of those, you know, we also have guys that will take the tire off the rim, patch the inside and outside. And we have one guy in particular that runs that on some mining equipment and wow. he's running hundred PSI. That's amazing. With patched inside and outside. Yeah. So it's just so dependent on the type of damage and how well the patch is put on. It's like anything. If you practice doing it and you get good at doing it, I mean, I'm trying to think, you know, I mean, you know, ask the, ask the guy in the, in the Kia or whatever it was that ran it for, you know, 10,000 miles. He's probably running the ballpark of 30, you know, but it was probably small damage. It certainly wasn't a six inch gash at 30 PSI. Right. You know. So, um, I was, uh, I, I don't know if you did this when you were a kid, but when you had a bicycle and the inner tube would get damaged, one of the options yeah. was patching it like what you're talking about. It's, it's a little different, yeah. but basically it's the yeah. same type of thing, right? So if, yeah, if, if everybody, I mean, think everybody had a bicycle, everybody got a flat tire and everybody uh, had to at least try to repair the tube. And this is basically right. the same thing, right? Yeah. I mean, it's the same concept, right? I mean, the biggest difference is, you know, what we're using, what you use on a bike, a bike tube repair is the rubber cement. And the adhesive that we're using is the cyanoacrylate. So they're totally different families. Cyanoacrylate's like same family as super glue, right? So um, very different. And, you know, if you try to use a, the, you know, the rubber cement that you use for all, pretty much all tire repair before glue tread, um, it wouldn't work. Right. It, just, it just doesn't have the same Obviously, this is power, better. But, I'm not suggesting anybody go buy yeah. a bicycle repair kit. No. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the same concept. I'm getting people clued in on this because it's, it's really a simple idea. The, the critical bit is what you're using to keep things st- stuck to other things. Uh, the glue, yeah. in other words. Yeah, and also the thing that's been really surprising, that's always everyone's question is like, oh, the, you know, that it's, it's the adhesive that does the trick. And it is. I mean, the adhesive is like a very critical part of it. But really, we've actually put more time into the rubber compound that we use than the adhesive. The rubber has actually been harder to figure out than the adhesive. Um, there's a lot of reasons for that. Um, and the difficult part of that, too, is that, you know, we can only control half of the rubber in the situation, right? So, um you know, because obviously the tires, whatever tire, whatever tire you're using, each tire is a different rubber compound. But the rubber that we are using, you know, we we just put a ton of effort into making that formula correct correctly, and then also the curing process to make it so it's cured uniformly, so that it can be used, you know, reliably. So I was thinking that uh, quite often uh, times whenever you have problems with uh, with your tires, you may also have problems uh, with your um, uh, valves, your tire valves. And I was going to ask yeah. you if you if you had any tire valve repair. And a quick look at your site, I see that you're you're partnered with Colby Valve, which is the direction I was going to go yeah. with this. So, yeah, 100%. Uh, is that recent, or have you guys been doing that for a while? Oh, let's see. I think we officially released our first kit with Colby valves. It was this summer, maybe June or July. Uh, so not, not super long time, but, um, we really like them as a company. It's a, you know, very similar to us, a family run business products are made in the U S. Um, and we, and it's just a great product. I don't know if we used it before. I don't know if you're familiar with with it, but yeah, yeah, really great product, really easy to use and just really bulletproof. Um, they've got several different options, whether you want like the emergency valve or the permanent replacement or whatever, but just really well thought out. And again, like great family, 
um, made in the U.S. products, and we're really, really happy to work with them. Mm-hmm. And my point here is, is that you can go to Glutred, uh, Glutred.com. I forgot to mention that at the beginning of the show. Yep. Uh, my uh, my apologies to the audience. Now, you can hurriedly go over there and, uh, and check out their website. Uh, but anyway, you can go to uh, Glutred.com and find ways to repair your tires uh, and repair the, the valve stems if you tear those things off. Because if you're doing one, the other one is, usually follows uh, not too far behind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. So, um, yeah, yeah, both really good options. So, um, and, and I don't want to get you in trouble here. So you can always the, there's always an option of no or a pass on these questions. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is there a specific tire a manufacturer or specific tire I don't know model if you will that you guys have had issues uh, with having your glue tread work yeah. on? I mean, I give some give the listeners some heads up if they have this type of tire. Yeah. It may not be insurmountable, but you may have problems. Yeah, that's a really good question. The only one that we've been able to find that consistently that like won't can't get it to bond is like it's like a late '80s agricultural tire. Um, it's on it's on it's a tractor tire, and that's really it. I mean, generally speaking, a softer tire is going to accept that adhesive better. So you know, something like. Um, yeah, an off-road tire versus a highway tire is generally going to work better. But, um, but yeah, there's not really any any automotive tire or any tire that someone driving a Jeep would be using on their Jeep. Um, yeah, that's what I was that getting would. from it. That's good because uh, I mean, yeah. if you're using farm tires, well, you got other you got bigger issues. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it sounds like a good time if you can make it work. Yes. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but no, no, none that of anyone that would be. Now, and I would think that this is no way, no how, but I, I think it's still uh, a decent question to ask. Is there any particular uh, type of vehicle? Uh, and and I mean, I'm thinking like a Jeep or Toyota or Ford or sure. maybe it has to do with the weight of the vehicles, too. I, I, I don't know. But is there any type of vehicle that you guys have had difficulty with? Man, I'm trying to think. I, you know, there's just I can't think of. I can't think of any, and I can't think of a reason that would cause one vehicle. You know, yeah, again, that's what I'm saying. I wouldn't think that it would make a difference, right. but you know, it's sometimes it's worth asking because you get surprising answers. Like, I wouldn't Certainly. think that that would be an issue, but but yeah, no. If you don't have a situation, that's that's a, a perfectly good answer, and it makes people feel better because if they say, "Oh, I've got this," blah blah blah, and it, it's it's yeah. cursed, and if I get this, it's <laughs> you know, it's going to be a problem, <laughs> that type of thing. Yeah. So no, no, no issues yeah. there. Um, so, uh, I've asked about the PSI, which I think is, is reasonable for a patch. I've asked about the specific, uh, tire model, which I, I can understand how that could be a problem, uh, depending on the tire compound potentially. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so, uh, or I would think that even, uh, maybe uh, one has a, a more of a, a, a likelihood of, uh, of tearing or, um, the, 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 the damage getting bigger over time. Uh, and uh, didn't see any of that, which is good. You guys are, are partnering with Colby Valve there on your site. Oh, um, so the various kits. Tell me about – oh, no, before that, I'm really surprised that you mentioned two things uh, t- tonight that, that surprised me, mining equipment and farm equipment. It makes sense yeah. that everybody has a tire that needs to be patched, and especially some of those sure. tires can be very expensive. But that's yeah. interesting. Did you guys think that that was going to be part of your uh, your users whenever you started generating this stuff? I mean, you're off-roaders, so I can see how you totally. were thinking, you know, Jeeps, Toyotas, whatever. Uh, but yeah. yeah, so actually, it's this is always a fun question. We started glue tread. It started with the idea of adding tread. So like adding a lug. Picture like like a piece of rubber the size of like a fun-sized Snickers bar. Mm-hmm. Like taking a piece of rubber that size and gluing it onto a tractor tire. That's actually kind of where, where the idea started. Like I mentioned earlier, when my dad damaged the sidewall of his ATV tire, the first thing that we did was cut the lugs off of that tire and try to glue those lugs onto another tire. So <laughs> it actually this nutty. started, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it started with gluing lugs onto ag tires. So, cause tractor tires are ridiculously expensive. Yeah. And the idea was, well, maybe we could just retread them without, you know, the same way they retread like a semi tire or something, but just do it one lug at a time. So that was actually where we started. And that idea actually went into tractor supply. So we went into test stores and tractor supplies. You're stores kidding me! You can literally glue lugs, big lugs, on on yeah. tires, and they stay there. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. So you know, and it, 
we ran into trouble with people running like like you know if you're running like a 400 plus cc atv or if you're running like a full-size jeep or something if you're if you're spinning your tires it's gonna throw those throw them off you know but like it was good for like agricultural use and slower stuff like that where you, you know there's not quite the amount of torque and so that's actually where it started was in the agricultural space so to answer your question yes we did expect it to be in the agricultural space and the mining thing you know we obviously started with off-road stuff, but mining and construction are two other places that it's definitely kind of taken off. And I think that's just due to the, you know, like you mentioned several times, the, the cost of tires. Um, <laughs> just kind of ridiculous at times. But yeah, so definitely had both those directions. I'm a little surprised that uh, the, uh, not necessarily OSHA, but at least the, the people that are on site making sure that everything is going according to plan, you know, you're not doing dangerous things in mining. Uh, that that, sure. that would be that people were modifying tires <laughs> might be an issue. Yeah, yeah. I, honestly, I don't know how the regulation works. Yeah, there. it doesn't matter for you for your side yeah. of it. But it just yeah, I found that I interesting. Mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, farmers have been doing what the hell farmers want to do for years, so that makes sense. Exactly. No, exactly, exactly. But uh, yeah, yeah, kind of interesting. So, uh, let me ask you this. I know we haven't scratched the surface yet of all the, the products that you have, uh, the different packages you have, but do you have anything on the horizon that is going to be uh, more or better, uh, something surprising maybe that, uh, that, that you have plans on coming out? Or maybe it's not even coming out. Maybe you're working on something. Yeah. Yeah, we've got a couple things we're working on. Um, we'll be able to talk about all of them, but um, two specifically. Uh, first is working on like a plug kit. Um, and something that's like really important to me is domestic manufacturing. So manufacturing, um, as much of this stuff as we possibly can in the U S that's something that's really important to me in a perfect world. Someday, every single thing that comes out of blue tread or any company I'm associated with is made in the U S it's mm-hmm. really hard to pull off. Um, but that's really important. So one of the things we're doing right now, we're working on <laughs> running into some trouble with, um, but, uh, is, is making a plug kit that's all made in the U.S. So, um, and a plug kit, like, kind of near directly at, like, a recreational user. So, I wish, I don't, I don't have any with me here right now, but we are machining our own handle for the T-handle um, that you would use to ream and then plug a tire. Um, so, we're going to have those out of machined aluminum. Those will be made here in Montana. Ooh, um, fancy. Yeah. Yeah, they're super <laughs> cool. And then we have anodized and lasers. I mean, they look really good. They're, they fit in the hand well and, most importantly, they're they're manufactured domestically, which is really cool. Yeah, it is. Um, the other thing that we're doing is we're working on releasing a kit that will include those um, that comes. It won't be. Let's see. I have one here. These are some prototype bags, but it'll it'll look more something like this. And this will be. Um, it'll have a zipper on it, something like that. This is, again, a prototype. It won't look exactly like this one, but. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'll just mention that, for our, our audio listeners uh, that you can see this on uh, Talkso's YouTube channel. So uh, don't be freaking out because you're looking at your phone going, <laughs> I, I don't see nothing. So you, just go to our YouTube channel. Yeah, I guess that didn't help all of the. Uh, the oh, no, it's, that, it's wonderful. Stuff, I just need to make sure people understand because, you know, there's, they're calling yeah. me names right now. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly. So the idea, I'll describe it a little bit. It's kind of like a canvas bag. Um, with a zipper on it. And the idea there is it's just something that, you know, right now, most of the bags that we're putting out are like, or the kits that we put out come in bags that are similar to like what you'd expect to see like a, uh, like a dehydrated meal. And if you've ever seen like a mountain house or something like that, that's kind of the same packaging that we're using. Um, we want to, we want to come out with something that's just a little higher end and sturdier and meant to last longer and then be refillable. Well, it's good to have so, all your crap in one space too, especially whenever yeah. you're in a, in a somewhat panic position of where you need to get yeah. this thing working and going. And if you're, if you're going to be in a situation where you need to get off of the, the, the mountain at Moab and uh, go meet your friends with food and you need to hurry up and get this shit fixed so you can go eat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. And that's what, you know, the idea is that you can just grab this kit out of your rig unzip it, everything's right there, make your fix, zip it back up, put it back where you need it. Hopefully you won't need it again for a long time. So um, that's another thing. We're partnering with another Montana company, uh, Steadfast Systems and Rocky over there. He's a great guy. And he's, we're actually going to make those bags right here in Montana. Um, Again, something that's just like super important to us is just keeping manufacturing here in the U.S. Um, And uh, so we're lucky to have some good partners here in Montana to help us do that. Yeah, I really appreciate that. I like the USA made stuff. Although I can say uh, that uh, price is more important to me than uh, being in USA. So I know it's very difficult to, to, 
to make something at a uh, as as cheap as it can be made overseas, and that's kind of the catch twenty two. So, um, yeah. <clears throat> bear with me here for a second. Uh, quite often, uh, and if you've listened to any of the, the shows, that you'll you'll recognize this as a uh, Jeep Talk Show million dollar idea. Uh, <laughs> I have an idea for glue tread. All right, bear with me. And if if this is something you guys have already thought of, please feel free to jump in there. Um, yeah. So, uh, are you familiar with sex dolls? I'm I'm familiar with the concept, but not intimately familiar. <laughs> there we <yeah>. go. <laughs> I'm thinking that uh, this this glue tread could be uh, if you have the right color uh, patch kit, you could use this to patch up your sex doll. You know, after it's maybe had a hundred thousand yeah. miles, or <laughs> if your sex doll has a hundred thousand miles, it might be time to let's go. Yeah. <laughs> but I but understand I mean, I they're you know. I understand they're very expensive, and and this is legitimately a thing to talk about because they've talked about sex dolls on Joe Rogan, and if Joe Rogan talks about it, anybody could talk about it. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> tell yeah, your tell the, your dad that the guy from Jeep Talk Show has this great idea for you guys uh, to patch uh, sex dolls. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll bring that up. We'll bring that up to my. I'll uh, I'll see what we can do. We'll take it to the R and D team. Yeah, uh, that would be fun. Uh, hey, you know April's coming up. You could do this on April first. <laughs> yeah, we we've, we've actually toyed around with some funny stuff like that. Some different different rubber things that you can repair with our stuff um, and how to oh, drop that on. And for, her, and for her pleasure too i got it <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah we'll uh yeah keep an eye out for that we're coming up on <laughs> that would be yeah that be, would, beware of any april fool product product drop that would be a that would be a fun youtube video to put out it might be a a, a career ending one but still it'd be fun for the for the time <laughs> go down swinging yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah. oh well you know if you, if you got it flaunt it um so let's <laughs> let's talk about some of the the the, the patches the kits that you have because sure. you have several kits here and i i'd like to understand and you know think of it from the standpoint that somebody has gone to glutread.com they're listening to this this episode and they're going okay i see bags i don't know what's in the bag and i'm sure if you sure. click on the image you get to see that but uh tell us like for example there's a complete tire repair kit what is what is complete does that have a little person in there that will jump out read the instructions to you while you're trying to repair your tires no it has it actually has a bottle with a genie you have to rub the oh, bottle perfect and then the, and then the tire repair and he smells like glue <laughs> yeah don't sniff too hard yeah um yeah so no so they uh so the complete kit has you know we kind of consider there's really three major ways to screw up your tire, right? You can get damage in the treaded area, which is very generally, very easily fixed with a plug, right? The T-handles that we were talking about. The ones that are in the complete kit are not currently manufactured in the U.S. That's something that we're trying to fix, but it's incredibly difficult to do. They will eventually. They're not yet. So that's the first thing. So there's plugs in there and um, uh, like the tools that you need and the plug. The second is, you know, the sidewall of the tire, which we've been talking about for a lot of this time. And then the third type of damage is the valve step. So those are kind of like the three major types of tire damage. I guess you could also break the rim or crack the rim, which that is, but then you're really in trouble. Um, but, uh, but those are kind of three. So the idea is that that kit has all three types of damage that you need in there. We generally see that being purchased by people with full size vehicle, um, a Jeep or someone, you know, in the overland space or something like that. Um, is that, that kit, um, the, uh, really, and, Throughout all the all of the kits, the side I, I, I want to be clear that like the technology is the same throughout. The the variations are in quantity of, of adhesive and variation in quantity of the rubber. So um so like you know a tractor kit and or excuse me, I guess a side by side kit and a four by four kit are very similar. They're just different size patches. Um, part of the reason why we did that is we were getting a ton of a ton of questions early on on well which kit should I get for my you know you name the rig. Um, and then, so that helped, um, you know, kind of help people make that decision while they're on the site or online or whatever. Right. It might be. Um, yeah. So, but it's all, it's all going to be anything we put out is the best rubber that we can possibly get. And our, our best adhesive, it's just a different variation of quantities and sizes. Mm-hmm. So I would think that uh, if you don't have a spare tire, or even if you do, because sometimes you can damage more than one tire or somebody can damage yeah. it for you, as we were reading earlier in the email. Um, that uh, the, it, the, it would be good to have one of these things. I would think especially if you were overlanding, because generally speaking, people that overland don't trailer their rigs. So sure. if, yeah. if you wind up having uh, two uh, damaged tires that don't, won't hold air or more, 
uh, this thing is like I would think a must have. Even even if you never use it, it's just something that you really should have because this is going to keep you from walking, basically. Certainly, yeah. I think it's you know being in this business, we get people who reach out all the time with their success stories, which is my favorite part of the whole thing. But sure. um, it's it's pretty it's kind of incredible how frequent we get that someone being like. Oh, you know, this happened to my tire, so I switched to my spare, and then my this happened to my spare. You know, it's like, or I put my spare on, I didn't realize that it was flat and already damaged, or you know, whatever. I mean, you get that pretty frequently, and um, so yeah, it's it's fun to see those success stories where you know, obviously, several Jeeps have a spare tire or place four one on there, um, but um, but you know, it's still really something that can provide a lot of peace of mind. Um, the other thing I wanted to touch on with your comment was, you know, you can put it in there and just, you know, and, and just leave it and have peace of mind. Totally exactly what we're thinking. I want to emphasize the importance of checking your adhesive like once every year or two years, right? That adhesive does have a shelf life. Depends on how it's stored. It depends on where it's stored and so on. It's generally between two and four years. Um, so just check it. If it's liquid, it's fine. All you have to do is pick it up, turn it upside down. You can see a bubble move to the top. It's fine. If you have any problems with your adhesive, just reach out and we'll just send you some more. He's not a big deal. Um, that so is something also, that we, that is something they can purchase from the store, though, right? I mean, if they just want to make an order, yeah. yeah, yeah, and you can get it on Amazon. I mean, you you can all this stuff. We we really prefer you buy it from our website. I have a lot of calls with Amazon, but but if if Amazon's easier, that's fine. You can get it on Amazon. You can get three packs of adhesive. I think they're like six bucks, and that'll last you know again between two and four years, depending on different variables. But um, yeah, but just check check your adhesive. I mean, that's something that we ran into last summer. Is you know, people would reach out and be like, "Hey, I went to use a kit and the adhesive was no good." And I was like, "Well, I've had it for you know three or four years," and it's like, like yeah, you know, we're again trying to get that communal knowledge out there so that people know it's something you have to check. And I hate adding one more thing to your you know free trip, <laughs> adding one more thing to your pre check trip to do list. But you know, something that well, these I mean, maybe you have one. There are these things uh, that uh, that we used to use as uh, phones wireless phones but now they have apps and stuff on it that you can actually set reminders like a calendar thing so Perfect. you know you could yeah. actually set a reminder on there and then maybe uh my, my fear would be i would actually be out on the trip when my reminder went off <laughs> yeah exactly yeah you'd be sitting down to use the kit and your reminder would go off <laughs> well I, I guess i can't bitch at them about it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you yeah. Pre, then actually, uh, it wouldn't be a bad idea to actually have a, a pre-check list before you go off on, on an adventure and uh, add, check the glue, and the glue tread would be a very good one. Or you yeah. could just uh, throw the kit you have away and buy you a new one. I think that that's a, a great sales technique. Yeah, don't want to worry about it. Just order a new kit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no doubt. All right, so uh, and and then I, I understand if uh, maybe uh, <laughs> there's too much information here that you uh, would uh, out somebody on something or another. But is there a really weird, interesting story that you've had from uh, one of your customers? I mean, one of my favorite ones. I know there's had, one. Had, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we've had a couple. One of my favorites is we've we had a couple that have said this. Uh, guys who have used it to repair their radiators on the trail. Oh, uh, radiator wow! Hose, yeah, which is super cool. I mean, it's a super cool something that never crossed my mind from the beginning um, until we heard it. The first one was uh, some guys in Idaho. Uh, a guy was out. I think they were in the snow, um, but he was out with his family. He was meeting up with his dad somewhere. His dad was there waiting for him. Like, no service, all this whole thing, and uh, he was able to fix his radiator and then and then somehow you know get back up and going. So that was a good one. I we've had we've had several of those since. I think we actually just put out a video of a guy who did it. On a Jeep, I forget what that Jeep it was, but we just, if you can, you can look at our social media and we just put one out and he goes through the whole process on how he did it and everything like that. Um, so those are always my favorite. I'm trying to think of, you know, anything. I mean, <laughs> I, we haven't heard stories of this, but I've seen it happen with my dad. You got to be careful when you use it. He said, don't glue your fingers together. <laughs> um, so I've seen my dad do that. That was pretty funny. Um, but uh, be careful not to do that. So what you're saying but, uh, is, the, specifically for April Fools only, because you don't want to patch a condom, uh, and, and unless you <laughs> unless you wait on the drying time, the proper drying right. time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really make sure you wait for that drying. Because because your nickname yeah. from there on out would be get the hose. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, so uh, all fun yeah. and games, I have a, a serious question for you. I noticed that on your 4x4 four four, uh, kit, uh, which is fifty nine ninety five, and it, it, it does have a Jeep on it, but it's a red Jeep. Can you tell the audience why it's important to have red Jeep on advertising? Because my listeners give mm. me a hard time. Red, I, All Jeeps are red, or they want to be, is this what I say. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, that actually, that photo came from... That was actually someone that was using that was using our kit. We reached out to him on social media. And we're like, "Hey, we're coming out with this new kit. You know, our our colors kind of have like a hint of red with it." And we're like, "Can we just use your picture of your Jeep that you have for our kit?" And they're like, "Yeah." Oh, well, I bet actually, you they were honored. Actually, one of our yeah, yeah, it was cool. We were able to send them a couple of kits and so on. So, yeah. All right, Andy. You know how the kids love uh, the social media. How can uh, people reach out and uh, keep an eye on you guys? And uh, obviously, we mentioned yeah. the the website glutred dot com. And uh, uh, oh, and uh, you guys have uh, provided a discount code for our Jeep Talk Show listeners, uh, JTS ten uh, that you can yep. use. And if I read, if I remember reading correctly, it's uh, for anything on available on the site. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. And as far as social media stuff goes, I mean, our handles are the same everywhere. So just Glutred, G-L-U-E-T-R-E-A-D, all one word. Um, Instagram, uh, YouTube, TikTok, uh, you know, you name it. We're out there on it. It's kind of fun. We're, a lot of times we've been putting out, you know, just videos of some cool stuff we do and more testing. And we just did a really cool, really cool deal with the Overland Journal and David Souza over there. He's a great guy. Um, that'll be we'll be releasing that here pretty soon. Um, there's some cool stuff that we did on the Rubicon. Uh, we got some fun stuff coming up this summer, so it's just fun to flash tires and do hard stuff. It's a good time. So, um, yeah. Good. So the next YouTube video you guys do, uh, I would recommend somebody walking up on you and you're busy uh, patching uh, one of those inflatable dolls. And you go, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I forgot oh, about this. Excuse I'd- me. <laughs> <laughs> this is my million dollar idea. Yeah. <laughs> and it's fine if you want to say Jeep Talk Show million dollar idea because we don't mind yeah. advertising at all. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, perfect. Andrew, perfect. thank you so much for being here. It was uh, fun talking to you last time. I'm glad you uh, agreed to come back, uh, and uh, it was fun talking to you this time. Uh, was there anything that you wanted to make sure that uh, the listeners know before we uh, before we wrap this thing up? Anything that you want to make sure uh, there that maybe we didn't cover? Yeah, I think the one uh, one thing that we're really pushing this year is if you have a repair and if you use this kit on the trail, take a video of it. And we have a link on our on our website. It's at the bottom. You click on it. You upload a video of you repairing the kit. Doesn't even have to be trimmed or anything. Just like a long video or whatever you want. And we'll send new kits um, to anyone that that you know posts a video of them using it. So um, could I yeah, recommend a I, hashtag? Because uh, a hashtag would make it really easy for you guys to see it. I'm thinking sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hashtag if you use it on uh, any social media. I'm thinking yeah. hashtag sex doll. Uh, that would be. <laughs> Or maybe maybe glue like, tread, maybe glue tread about, would be good. <laughs> how about like JTS sex doll? I'm I'm like good that. with that. Yeah. Any advertising is good advertising. <laughs> Andy, thank you so much for being here. It was fun talking to you, and uh, I'm glad you yeah. putting up with shenanigans here from the Jeep Talk Show. <laughs> yeah, I really appreciate you guys having us on. Thanks so much for your time. Hey, thanks again to Andy of GlueTread. Visit their website right now, GlueTread.com. I think this is a great product for you to get and put in your Jeep or really any vehicle that you might potentially have some sidewall damage to. Um, it's it's uh, it's something that I was always told that you can't repair. Uh, you can't repair sidewall damage. Well, now you can with glue tread. So, uh, uh, you know, give it a try. And the worst you can uh, worst you can do is is like we were talking about is have it not work and then read instructions and then try it, have another go at it and make it work. <laughs> Hey, coming up next week, Nupesh of Body Armor 4x4, uh, bodyarmor4x4.com. Check it out. Uh, I uh, the, We do have uh, uh, here at the uh, at Studio A on my wife's uh, TJ, we have a, a set of uh, Body Armor 4x4 tube doors. They're really, really very nice. And uh, I actually got them off of Craigslist a number of years ago. And uh, the wife doesn't use them uh, nearly as much as what she'd like to, but uh, it gives you that little bit of insur- assurance that uh, 
you know, maybe you're not going to fall out when, <laughs> in a turn. Uh, it's not so much good for worrying about your cell phone uh, just jumping up out of your your holder or your pocket or whatever and jumping out of the jeep. Uh, but uh, if you're if you're carrying uh, food home, you know, some takeout, um, you put the seatbelt on the takeout, of course, and you got that door there, so you're pretty sure that all the food's going to make it, no matter what kind of driving you're going to do. It's it's really strange. I know, I know, you guys are used to the off road. Uh, and uh, are driving without doors, but uh, we're not because we had a Cherokee for so long, and obviously you don't take the doors off unless you do some some major modifications there, and then the doors never do sit right once uh, once you get them back on. And that's a wrap for today's episode of the Jeep Talk Show. I want to give a big thank you to our special guests for joining us today and sharing their knowledge and experience with the Jeep community. Remember, we have four episodes a week, and it's understandable if you may have missed past episodes. You can always find us on your favorite podcast platform or on our, or on our website. With over 850, oh, good Lord, no, with over 950 episodes, there is plenty of Jeep Talk Show to entertain you while driving to your destination working out at the gym or you're mowing the grass improve your day by listening to more jeep talk show you got to go in that back catalog and uh you know the the jeep talk show is always changing we're always trying to uh, make a little a little change here or there to get that hit that sweet spot for for you our listener and uh if you go back um like maybe in the 200s and something you will hear a very good show, but it's a different show. Um, it's uh, it's very different than what it is uh, these days. So, uh, yeah, uh, go back and listen to how it used to be. You can literally go back in time with the Jeep Talk Show. Hey, we love hearing from you, our listener. Reach out to us via email, phone, or social media. We use your voicemails on the show. So until next time, keep on jeeping, and we'll see you on the trails. Oh, and let us know how you like our YouTube videos. Uh, if you're listening to the audio-only version of this uh, this podcast, this episode, uh, you might want to go over to uh, YouTube and give it a look. Uh, I know it's it's me, it's my face, and I'm I'm sorry about that. I'll just apologize ahead of time. Uh, but uh, do you do you like the YouTube? Uh, do you like uh, watching the Jeep Talk Show on YouTube, or maybe just watching parts of it? Um, so, uh, yeah, give it a try. Just go to YouTube and uh, do a search for Jeep Talk Show. Oh, and uh, Fridays are red. Remember, everyone deployed. Broadcasting since 2010.